Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. It's time for Church Tech. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu and... Even after all these times that I've said your name, Blessing, I'm pretty sure that I'm still not saying it right. You're close enough. I'm close close enough, he says. Yes. Close enough. <laughs> so, like, if I were building a house, they would be like, don't let him build the cabinets. That <laughs> Have him mix the cement or something, because <laughs> he's just not very precise in the, these things. So, uh... Data. Uh, we were talking about data and uh, around around these parts, and it's a very curious subject to me, in the sense that as technology goes, and this this is related to a conversation that I had with Chris Ames at North Point. Uh, I, I was kind of picking his brain. Oh, at least a year ago, might have been almost two years now, and asking him kind of like, "What's church tech today? Like, what's what does that look like?" And he started talking about data. He's like, "Amazon and Google and all big data is being used. What is the church using data for? Right? Like, here we have we're either sitting on data or we're not collecting data or we're not developing our data. How can it be used for the kingdom? Not in a creepy way, mind you." But in a you know kingdom oriented way, and he spoke more specifics and some some really cool stuff that I I can't regurgitate at this moment. But you know, it re- I really stepped away thinking, wow, we've we've swung a long ways from do you have a responsive website to data, and so so yeah, that's that's a big swing. And then you mentioned it too, blessing, and I don't know if it was similar in a similar context or not. But uh, what are your thoughts regarding data? They say data, data. Anyway, to me, no matter how you say it, I know what you mean, and I'm I'm kind of big on symbolic interactionism. So, the fact that you say and I know what it means, we're good, we're good. Okay, great, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, at, at least that's settled, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think the era we've come out of an era where well. Gee, that sounds very philosophical. You're allowed, blessing. You're allowed. I'm allowed. Okay, cool. So I remember a time you could sit in a, um, you know, in a in a staff meeting or a volunteers meeting or whatever context in the church, and they, and you know, the thing is, oh, you know, people are saying we need to da 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 uh, ABC, and it just happens to be you know one or two people, and it's not like the majority of the church. Now this is really reducing it like to a very base. No, but this is, this is a really, but that's yeah. the foundation uh, blessing. That's the foundation yeah. of big data yeah. is the little data. Yeah. So, Gosh, that is yeah. so true. So, and powerful. so I think it's, it's um, I think it, the, the thing that we need to be getting more and more aware of as churches and organizations, whatever your context is, is, that if you're going to be making smart decisions, then we have to be getting more concrete um, data or data. Now, I'm very conscious of how I'm saying that. Welcome um, to our world with your name. Just pick one and roll with it. Say again? Yes, exactly. Welcome to, Jeremy said, welcome to the world of your name. <laughs> welcome to the world of my name. Oh, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I tell you what, th- here's a good rule of thumb. Here's a good rule of thumb. If you call it data, then we'll know that if you say data, you're referring to the character on Star Trek. Uh, as no, long no. as you don't call it Jif. There you go. <laughs> Is it not Jif? <laughs> How dare you say that in front of me? You monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so okay how dare you yeah. i'm leaving this podcast <laughs> yeah um yeah so i think okay I'm <laughs> forever divided oh yeah it the get the gift the gift keeps giving <laughs> that keeps on giving your Dada. monsters all of you literally it does all it just you. keeps repeating over and over. <laughs> uh okay um so speaking of speaking of data like you know how 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 do you how do you pronounce that right like you look it up you know and and, and you're right not only decisions made in the church of you know a few people have been saying right which could be like the two or three crybabies in the group, right? Like 98% of the people want it one way, but we got three crybabies, everything is get thrown out of whack. So you have that foundational level. Uh, another layer would be, you know, like, like what we think to be common knowledge. Like, oh, don't do X, Y. Like the idea of why you don't wear a hat indoors. Like where does that even come from? Why is that a thing? Why is it? impolite to wear a hat indoors well it's because back in the day you were in a hat outside the hat would get very dirty so you wanted to take it off so you wouldn't get get it messy inside right so you'd want to hang up your hat just like you would hang up a coat right so you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to keep wearing it you know and so understanding where that came from like who are you disrespecting? You're not disrespecting anybody by leaving your hat on inside, but you have a segment of the population and the people that would like freak out if you were doing that. How many instances or how, how many other instances are there in our lives, in our groups, in our churches that there's a similar thing where everyone goes off the handle or there's a rule established or we think there's a right way of doing things when the data simply doesn't support it? Yeah, yeah. I think, and 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 that's one of the things I think we often don't think about is is um is why we do it is let me put the put it this way i think we often run and make decisions without having a good solid basis um from from a if i could use this word very loosely from a scientific um perspective um <clears throat> excuse me the other thing that i was thinking about is is there's that and then the second thing is that we actually don't realize what what data is around us. Um, we we are looking. I mean, we don't know what's valuable. I think that's the other reason that we sometimes overlook uh, data that we need, um, or, or the data that could teach us tell us something uh, is probably um, uh, uh, overlooked because we don't think. You know, we, we actually not generally, historically, we haven't been thinking that. Way. Right. And I think and I think to your point, um, blessing, too, we're talking about, you know, not looking at the data, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes we don't even have it in the first place. And that is because at, at the lo- at the local church level, we haven't done anything to collect the data. 
like I know at Church Mag historically um, there have been some like reader surveys. Other online magazines and blogs do reader surveys, right? How many times do you get a survey? Like, like I have a few different video game accounts, right? I'll get an email and they just suddenly want my feedback out of nowhere, or Amazon will want feedback out of nowhere, right? And sometimes they sometimes they incentivize it, sometimes they don't, you know, but. Why are they doing that? They're collecting data so that they can make data-driven decisions. When's the last time you got a questionnaire from your church? I, I honestly can't remember. Um, yeah. And, and I think if we, we would find out a lot of things if we actually asked the questions. Um, you know, sometimes people assume that you know, uh, or the church can assume that but you should know this, you know, it's kind of common knowledge. And now it's flipped the other way around. It's not the leadership or this uh, church uh, deacons or staff who are assuming things uh, that are church facing. It's also can be the other way around, um, you know, assumptions that are made um, because we don't know stuff. I, I can't remember the last time I got a survey from, um, you know, from, from my church, actually from any church for that matter. Uh, but this is interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Um, but in the last year, I can clearly remember uh, a couple of instances where I've taken out, um, uh, sorry, we have completed surveys from my, uh, do you call it supermarket, grocery store? Um, um, because they are following me because I asked them to, because there's certain things that I buy a lot of, for example, and I don't mind being notified that, Hey, uh, you know, you can get 10% off this today. Uh, I know obviously they want to make some money, but there's certain things that I like about, uh, I'm mindful about giving my data with my purchases. But to, when we flip it, in terms of the context of the church, um, I feel like there's so much opportunity for learning. For example, what informs what series uh, we should be preaching about or teaching about? Um, what informs the series we need to be, uh, the new series we need to be doing? Um, you know, how do we know that our uh, children's ministry is being effective? Um, there's obviously like qualitative measures that we take, right? Um, or I mean, not qualitative measures, but like um, uh, qualitative uh, results or qualitative data, you know, that we see, you know, our kids coming to faith, for example. I don't know if that's um, something you'd look at as a church um, or, or um, you know, how many kids do we actually have in the church? You know, we could keep saying, oh, you know, the the kids ministry is growing or the, uh, or, you know, more and more kids, many children come and encounter Jesus at Sunday school and, or, you know, but then. And I um, even think when you talk about that, just to be clear, so people know what you're t talking about, because I think there's some words in there that maybe we're assuming qualitative means that we are understanding the important details of something. And so when you do a survey that's qualitative, you are, asking very open-ended long questions that we mm -hmm. want to kind of get to know a single person quantitative mm -hmm. is looking at yes no multiple choice questions because we want to ask a broad group of people to get very basic mm -hmm. not minute detail about someone and so qualitative is 
let's understand a person in the church. We want to understand this type of person. Uh, maybe it's a high donor or maybe it's someone that could be a great volunteer or someone that is not currently a member, but for some reason decided to show up. And, qual- and quantitative is let's get the whole feel of the church. Mm-hmm. I will say this yeah. from a church and mental health standpoint is mm-hmm. that how many people in your congregation struggle with mental health? Mm-hmm. How, how many people you in your know that. Right. Yeah. How many people right. in your church, how many people in your church are tithing or understand how to tithe or read the Bible well, or um, know what it means to pray or feel comfortable praying or would like to lead and don't know how, or would love to have more groups, like all these different questions that you could just generally ask. Right. And if yeah. you think, and you're hearing this and you feel like you can answer those questions, I would challenge you. What, what are the, what are the numbers? Yeah. Prove them. What are the numbers? Don't just like, Oh, well, lots of people. Well, how, like what's quantify it. Right. And, and, Jeremy, we're talking a lot about raw data, um, and you already tried to, you know, you've already moved it to a more personal level. Like from from even like a counseling or personal or oh, I don't know what's the word, relational. There we go. From a relational health perspective, how important is it for the church to collect, know, and have data? on their parishioners. Well, think about the idea of witnessing or discipling someone. Do you just go into it with a hard curriculum that says, okay, this is do step A, B, C, and D. Is that how you go about it? Which to be fair, there is discipleship and evangelism tools out there that would say that's how you're supposed to do it. How yeah. effective is it whenever you're reaching a, a community or congregation? Extremely yeah. ineffective if you know the data. Whereas if you're making it very intentional and personal and listening as much as you're talking, which you can still have some steps to it, but it's very flexible and understanding of the culture and the person that's in front of you, that's going to help you be more effective with your time and money and ultimately treating people as people in that mentality. Even if you're doing quantitative or qualitative data, it doesn't really matter what you're using. You still help understand because I'm thinking like they gave a sermon yes last week for our church and just to ask the single one survey question how did you can or how much did you feel like the sermon was valuable to your own personal life on a scale from one to five and then just let them answer a question like why did you answer that way would probably be extremely helpful because my wife would give it probably like a three because she felt as a woman, she was personally attacked multiple times, but they're never going to hear that. I'm not going to go. I've been a pastor before. I know what it's like to the only feedback you get is criticism, which is, which is feedback, which is data, but it's very one sided. And you never have people come up and be like, ah, that thing right there. That was so helpful for me. This one thing changed my life. And that's an aspect that, that I'm glad you brought that up because it isn't enough just to have the data, right? You also need to be able to make sure that you're asking the right questions um, and you're and you're asking them in the right way or have a forum in the correct way, like more anonymous, et cetera, especially on more sensitive issues. But also being able to, to ask the right question because as we know, uh, a couple of things, like some people will be like, well, it's easy to manipulate statistics. Yes, it is. So make sure that you're asking the right questions so that the responses that you get, I mean, <laughs> um, this is not to be be taken lighthearted. Like this is a real thing that you have to, you know, read about and understand. Um, so if if you want to do this for your church, which I think it's a super great idea, then then you really should do a little research on it. 
what are good questions to ask? Because putting together a survey isn't as simple as throwing together some questions because the way people read them, the way they perceive them, that's why a lot of times on a yes or no question, like Jeremy pointed out, there's an explain your answer, right? Because they need to know a little bit more context of your yes or your no, right? Um, And then also we know and we have found that the way you ask a question or how you ask a question or the way the question is, is formed, right? You can lead people to a specific answer, right? So you can ask somebody, you know, who, who here wants to walk closer with God? Well, like, (laughs) right? Like that sounds like a dumb question, but I've, I've heard that. I don't know how many times I've heard that asked from the pulpit. Like, what kind of question is that? Like, of course, you know, like, leading question yeah a leading question that's exactly what it is um yes very good points guys so we've clearly established the data and the data for that matter is very important we should be collecting it not just to be weird and to be 1984 right but big brother but to collect the data so that we're able to make informed choices so that we know what should we be teaching what sh- kind of program should we have actual data so that when we talk about growth it's not just this feeling right that it's actual growth this is a, or this is a whole conversation of itself so i would love your like thirty thousand foot response to this so if you were to yeah. start to regularly incorporate this into your church like let's say you have an app that asks you this question or you send out an email kind of going over like basic guidelines but the very top of it you have this survey somehow you do this really well and you're very consistent about it Um, what about the idea of then associating these answers to in a like a church builder um, type of program with chms that then associates that to your email address with your giving and your um uh, involvement with the church with volunteering and showing up to sermons what are your thoughts about just very very basic response at least now and then we can talk about it more later maybe on another podcast associating all that together what are your thoughts Uh, it's 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 not a yes or no it is. It depends on the question. I think some of the questions that knowing who it is is very important. Let's say it's right? what are your thoughts about or like how much did this impact your life scale from one to five, five being best. And then you can answer why like a more written out text box. Why? Hmm. So let's say it's, that. Uh, it's not super personal kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, that's really tough because I really feel like anonymity gives you the purest of answers. Yeah, sure. Always, you know. I think, yeah. But I also think a church. I think a lot of people in church want to help their church and feel a loyalty to it, to want to be able to connect. And so I think there's that piece of it too. Especially if you normalize it over and over and over and over and over and ask it all the time, and people regularly. Yeah, it would depend on it would depend on the on the the question being asked. Sure. Um, Because I'll be honest. I'll be honest. People won't be honest. Yeah. You know, especially when they know who, you know, who they are or when you get when you start getting into people that care about how they are seen, their yeah. role in the church, their authority, 
when you start getting into some of that, then um, I personally feel like you begin to lose some of the authenticity. Well, now, that's not the way the church should work, but I think generally yeah. speaking, that is how it works. And that's that points to a bigger and different problem. If all things mm-hmm. were healthy, then, mm-hmm. yeah, by all means, collect it. Like, now, do it. I will say my perspective to no. that, and the last thing I'd love to hear you too, is the perspective yeah. that would be you can ask the questions associated with the email address, and they never know that you're associating with that. It's literally just a single form with a question and a explain your answer they go to that oh, email yeah. address mm. and so they never actually make that connection which is how <laughs> but data transparency well. i don't know it's going to be data transparency yeah. that gets a little well, you, can, a little you can still have a meeting in a year's time that says hey here's all the answers and invite people to come that nobody will show up and say you're transparent with it you just never showed up oh no jerry no 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 <laughs> but imagine how things be very well curtailed to your congregation with with, with great data comes great responsibility see that's just it though no here's the thing jeremy is, is that we, we talk about the accuracy and the, the importance of the accuracy of data and when people are giving filtered responses then that's bad data yeah the poison chalice um the <laughs> he's so high level <laughs> the poison chalice <laughs> um, <laughs> right <laughs> well played Jeremy well played. um the, the yeah i i i strad i definitely struggle with that uh just from how i want my my data treated you know handled um especially with this big push for uh, more privacy in the world in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's there's nothing more private than anonymous data because they're like, hey, this church, this percentage of people said this. Who? We no. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it you? <laughs> um, so, so the, I mean, even GDPR. So it just, it, get, it just gets dicey, yeah. like with a smaller uh-huh. church, right? And like, <laughs> you know, you send out like, 20 response like 20 emails yeah. and you get like 20 replies uh-huh. and like 19 of them say the same thing then you're like hmm. <laughs> chances are most all y'all <laughs> most of put y'all this for the answer yeah you yeah. know <laughs> I mean, G- gdpr basically has has um uh i think what's the term they use it personally identifiable information so any piece of data that can that can help you identify a person, even if they haven't given you um, their email address. Uh, and there's some rules around how you handle that. Um, I won't get into the detail of that, but I think it's good to have an idea now. To, to apply it to this context um, uh, from the church side, I think uh, the pastor, the pastor somewhere deep down in me would, want to help that person who answered the other way, um, you know, like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, depending on the survey. So you'd want to know who they are, right? Um, but I think if you're collecting the big, I mean, like, if you're just collecting data off a pool and you're able to say 50% of the people answered this way, so what's our response to that as a church and how can individuals connect with that, then, um, or how does it relate to an individual? If it's, uh, I mean, to use mental health as an example, um, you know, 
you could then say, oh, we've discovered like 25% of our congregation is could be uh, could be depressed. Um, so let's create a way for them to get help, you know. Uh, and then we can say, hey, if you need help, you know, we've provisioned for that. Um, yeah. But the other sleazy stuff, mm-mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, he said that was sleazy stuff. You hear that? Not personal, real quick. I know, right? I, I guess he handed that... you the poison, poison <laughs> no, chalice. No, no, no. I, I was talking about about the you know the undercover stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't talking about inconceivable. <laughs> I was but that's the other thing that with with I mean, Eric is saying with with great data comes great responsibility. But but how much? data policies do we actually have in the church and oh my gosh are we okay so people I, I, what we are okay. doing with our with the blessing. data we're collecting blessing um, i feel i feel like i feel like we need to put a cap on this and here's why i feel like we are bumping into more topics that we need to cover and i feel like <laughs> i feel like we, we bumped into an iceberg jeremy because we've never really never, talked about this on church mag I would never oh, do cool. such thing. We we've never really talked about this church make on church make this kind of stuff. But this <laughs> I know, right? Like I love blessing that this is an area that you would like to explore more, and I think it is definitely something that church make should explore yeah. more with. And I will say I just know anything with about you guys in this conversation. I think that there's actually I would say that's not creepy and not sleazy. If you can, yeah, do it right. I know you're Mister Pushback. Blah blah blah. <laughs> we get it. We get it, Jeremy. We get it. <sighs> Uh, so i'm curious to know let's do a survey if you listen to the podcast have you thought about data in your church in in these ways let us know use the at uh church meg on the twitters and whatnots and the hashtags or you can even just email us podcast at church meg uh, or if we're going to do this right, let's have a single question poll on the blog that's a good idea one to five with an open-ended give us more information if you'd like okay all right we'll do it we'll do it it'll be on there it'll be on the podcast page um and then we'll put a link in the uh podcast notes to a page that we'll, we'll use for that okay is jeremy getting too soft answer from one to five five being yes uh, or on a scale of one to ten, are you excited that Blessing is uh, captain of the Church Mag's ship? Oh yeah, does it have eleven? Because that's what I choose. <laughs> and also, we're all calling him boss, so please join me. In the oh no, 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 yeah, no. yeah. Is it okay that we put a um, a survey up there, Bosco? Huh? <laughs> I'm asking you. Is it okay that we put a survey up for the podcast? Uh which part we survey about what <laughs> the serve about about what was the question again jeremy know. that we're putting on the project i'm excited I, i'm i'm great i'm cool the big data one I'm, I'm i'm cool with this survey how creepy you could ask this how creepy would it be to associate data with chms oh users user data oh yeah well, we're gonna put a couple data points for that survey which will be anonymous jeremy yeah Hmm. Except it will probably associate it with an IP address and a date and time. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we can turn that off now. That's a that's a gravity form oh. setting now. <clears throat> so we can do that. Um, how this? How like how our church is re- really using CH uh, MSs? Yeah, yeah. In the are. states? Yeah. Okay. It's a big deal. It depends on the church size. Okay. 
it, it's a big deal because there's a lot of yep. money in it because it was new technology. Mm-hmm. Are people really using it to the no, fullest? Probably not. It was shiny and new, and there's a lot of money around it. But I'm really jaded, and, and that's a topic for another yes. day, I imagine. And you're the boss. And I'm so jaded as much as I do pushback. Also, also, I will say that I, I'm talking right now as if I can say anything that I want, but by the time this episode drops, like, Blessing may have cut me off. He was like, Eric, you're done. You're done. You're not part of Church Mag anymore. <laughs> Cutting you true. off, buddy. I'm your, the boss. I own this ship. No, yeah. No, I'm the captain no, no. now. We're kicking no. it off. Walk the plane, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, as I say this, it's not possible. But as this as this podcast is released, it is possible. I'm just saying. That's what the data says. That's what the data says. Okay, because we're in March, and this will air in April. So that data tells me that's the case. That is in the case. <laughs> and data can be wrong. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, as, we've, as we've discussed. Cool. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 